With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I think I'll, I might, uh, you know, go with Jeremy and try to pick this up at TFCon this summer. It's a... Uh, yeah, it, I I did have a I didn't have the uh, the Transformers Omega Supreme as a kid, but I did have one of the like I don't know if it's it's if knockoffs the right word or just it was an alternate company that was like you know like the Galactic Man that Shockwave was it was a, it was another company that produced the same uh, the same figure and I had one of those uh, and I don't know what happened to it I I was pro- as a kid I was not super. <laughs> super uh you know careful with my toys so i think you didn't it, you think know. about future collector opportunities <laughs> <laughs> played with your toys uh yeah i just yeah like a sucker i just played with my toys and terrible i know jazz here and i am so digging the geek cast radio network greetings humans this is star scream and you're listening to toy cast and if any of you call me a parts former one more time. Toycast, oh yes, listening to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm of course TF Joe and Mike and today's featured guest has been on all things Transformers Origins and we hope to have him back on in the future but he is one... One fourth, one fifth, one sixth of the Transmissions podcast team. It is Charles, aka Big C. Hello, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be back. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are here to be talking all about toys and how you got started in toy collecting and and everything like that. So jumping into it, what is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Oh wow! <laughs> oh, that's really hard. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I remember Legos. Legos was a was a big thing for me even before Transformers. Like I, I remember playing with Legos really little, but I could I couldn't tell you the set. I you know like I I had lots of Legos as a kid, but probably like the first set was just you know basic set of bricks not duplo i wasn't wasn't that little but the you know, just the, the the basic set of bricks that yeah you know, the, you could, the red yellow blue standard yeah. lego bricks yeah exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Uh, no, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say either way. I would say my parents were like, they, they were supportive in the sense that like, if I asked for stuff and you know, it was, it was within the realm of possibility, they, they would get it for me and they didn't like, they didn't discourage me from playing with toys or anything, but they also didn't like go out of their way to, uh, you know, to, feed my <laughs> my transformers obsession or any other <laughs> obsession um i think one i guess one time when i was uh so when i was about uh, eight years old uh mm-hmm. i spent some time in the hospital because i had uh i had strep throat encephalitis and chicken pox all at the same time and uh I think my parents were afraid that, that I wasn't going to make it out of the hospital. So like, I think I, a- I asked for like the big Lego castle system when mm. I came home from the hospital and they got that for me. And then I, I was, I was, you know, recovering, recovering, putting that together. I re- that was a very vivid memory for me is cause I, I was like, you know, after encephalitis, your kind of your motor skills are, mm-hmm. are hard to recover from. And I remember like, part of my i guess physical therapy was putting that castle together and then you know i was uh i you know i got better and then it was you know was pretty happy after that <laughs> that's that's good yeah <laughs> yeah that that's that uh, I, I remember being in the hospital at christmas of 88 i was eight years old and I ended up having a seizure at the time Ooh. so yeah i was in yeah so I was watching nothing but Transformers the movie on VHS in the hospital as well as when the Jetsons met the Flintstones. So <laughs> those were my two VHS uh, selections that, that I always wanted to watch at the time. So mm-hmm. what types of toys were your favorites to play with? Well, I mean, I, I think, of course, Transformers is, is was one was definitely up there. I mean, uh, and that's kind of I, I think if I can say like what I what I still play with today it's Transformers and Legos kind of exclusively and those were definitely the top two when I was a kid um, and also there were there were a lot of like in the eighties there were a lot of other building block toys that were not Legos that had different like I remember constructs was a big thing that and it was like more like it was like beams and and joints that you put together and you could build different things. I liked a lot of the building toys and and playing with all those different things and I mean of course there was I think there was tinker toys that's the older thing that uh, mm-hmm. that I kind of inherited uh you know for you know that was before you know the generation before me but uh, a lot of building toys I enjoyed. <laughs> Yeah, other than Lego, like you said, constructs. There was also I remember building stuff with the Tonka trucks. I don't know if I was you. I, I assume I was just using them as transportation. But like I remember having a giant metal Tonka crane vehicle, uh, Lincoln logs. I always prefer oh, yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln logs, logs over yeah. Legos sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they were just a little bit cooler at the time. Because, you know, back in the 80s, folks, we didn't have all these Star Wars this and Death Star that and and build the build the the the, the, the fleet that flew out 
<laughs> Yavin and and uh, no, you you had torpedoes. you had space city and castle. That was it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nothing. Lego yep. did not license anything back back then. Mm-hmm. No, they did not. Now they're a licensing magnet, pretty much. <laughs> what were your favorite childhood toys that really stood out more than the others? So, what are your like favorites? Kind of like you would go to this more than anything else that you had. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's got to be Transformers. I think uh, I remember just loving uh, the you know, I mean, the of course the mechanic of being able to turn your toys into your one toy turns into another toy. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, like I think right the year after the movie came out that Christmas. I got a bunch of uh, of the movie Transformers. I got uh, what did I? I had Ultra Magnus. I had Cyclonus and Scourge, uh, Hot Rod Cup and Blur, and Metroplex. And you know, just having that using Metroplex as kind of little base and having all these battles with the Autobots and Decepticons. I, I love that. Um, also Voltron. I had a Voltron set. The Lions. Uh, that was a that was a really cool toy. That die, that die cast metal Voltron. I wish I still had yes. that today. <laughs> and, I wonder uh, what that goes for right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, probably in the condition I left it in, it's probably <laughs> probably wasn't worth too much. But. Okay, well, you weren't exactly paying attention to secondary market value as a as a child, so you know, uh, you know, we kind of already said that before. But like, yeah. no, seriously, I wonder what that would go for today. Yeah. I'm really curious. <laughs> is that out in '84, or was that out? Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably around that. I, I definitely remember my Vo- my Voltron was hanging out with my Transformers at the same time. So, like, you know, I had all my transforming toys hanging out together. Um, but yeah, but those Transformers and Legos, those were the two big ones for me. I mean, I, I did have a you know some assorted action figures, a little bit of He Man, a little bit of GI Joe, uh, but a little bit of Star Wars. But never, never really got big on any of those action figure lines. It was really just the the Transformers and Legos were the the ones I asked for the most. Absolutely awesome, awesome. So, do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? I don't, I don't care. I mean, it's it's fine. You can, you can call them whatever. They're they're all three. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're dolls. It's fine. You, you, it's okay. They're dolls. It's okay. You can call them dolls. It's not a big deal. If you if you want, if you really are, are get bent out of shape and you have to call them action figures, that's fine too. It's they're dolls. It's okay. We know they're dolls. <laughs> yeah. The the reason why I have that question is because I remember my grandparents and older people like them, so like their siblings who were the same age as they were at the time, just older adults, not my parents, but older adults. They would be like Oh, you're going to go home to play with your dolls. They're not dolls, Grandma. <laughs> like, you know, the, the whole stigma of of what whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Good guys or bad guys, which toys were your favorites to play with the most? Uh, good guys. Yeah, I was I was the I liked being the hero 
and uh, saving the day. Didn't didn't uh, didn't fantasize about being the villain and and taking over the world or anything like that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at this point, we're, we're all villains, aren't we? Because we've lived long enough. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, well, well I, I, I didn't, I didn't die the hero, so I guess yeah, I'm, I'm living long <laughs> enough to be the villain, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just saw somebody sent me, uh, somebody reposted on Instagram the, um, the re, the the video of Rob Paulson and Kevin Conroy basically doing Commissioner Gordon and obviously Batman made made Batman rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing the dark night lines that, that scene and he, oh, it hurts more now than when it was really awesome when they did it the first time, but watching that now after Kevin has passed, it's like, yeah, Holy fuck. <laughs> just hearing him like, look, Bale is fine, whatever. But just hearing Ket like, He's the goddamn Batman, and hearing him say that line is like, oh, wow. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So what, getting back on on track here, what is or was your favorite toy vehicle and playset? Well, I guess playset, I would I would have to say that Metroplex, the G one Metroplex, uh, was my you know Autobot City. All the Autobots mm-hmm. hung out there, and and uh, you know I guess. I, I, technically, he's a. I guess technically he's an action figure. I don't know if he if he qualifies as a playset, but he he was my uh, you know he was my base of operations there. If it turns into a base, it's a playset. I mean, <laughs> you know, if it says base on the packaging, like three modes, you know, which that always okay. I know technically they're not triple changers, but. Metroplex has, well, technically only, I guess, city mode, battle. I don't know if you can count battle station mode as a third mode for being a triple. Ch- it's a little weird. But it always, like, kind of bummed me out that Trypticon did not have a robot mode. He just has his dinosaur mode. Mm, yeah. I mean, I but, know. you know, a lot a lot of the cons, uh, well, all the, you know, all the a lot of the cassette cons had didn't have uh you know traditional robot modes they were just animals and then cassettes so well yes but they that's two things though trypticon is only one thing yeah oh well no technically he is too he does have the 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 the, the, he does turn into a city Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm losing my mind folks But the other, the other question was vehicle, right? So yeah, it's um, toy toy vehicle. Yes. Um, I well, I won't say a transformer, but I'll say I guess I'll say um, the I had the Lego uh, monorail set that had the it had the oh, little battery powered nice. monorail. Uh, yeah, that was that was a really fun to play with, and you know it ran around the track and everything. That was really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this, I mean, did you say, I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy? Like, Daryl can be the piece of glass and you can be the Coke bottle top kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a um, – so I had a next-door neighbor uh, who we – like, when we were real little, like I would say between between the ages of, of 8 and 10 – we'd bring all our transformers out in the yard and, and have battles and stuff. And yeah, we'd be, we'd 
each pick individual toys or, or the toys that we had, the toys we had, we'd fight them against each other for a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, I wouldn't I'd say I probably grew out of that pretty quickly. Like, I don't remember doing that too often after like past yeah. age 10. But uh, but yeah, for a little while. Yeah, it's mostly like elementary school resets kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, when you were actually taking your toys to school because they used to let us do that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, now they just now not not kids today now. Oh, I'm gonna bring my iPad. <laughs> kids today don't know what it's like to grow grow up without technology. <sighs> I used to be able to hear the hum of the Apple two E's in my <laughs> in my class. Like no. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? So, I mean, I would say the for the most important thing for a toy is that it's it's just fun to play with. Does it have, you know, I mean, I, w- I guess a gimmick is something that it, you know, that makes it just uh, fun to interact with. Is it durable? It's not going to just break on you if you, you know, if you play with it too much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, I, I think, uh, like, faithfulness to whatever media you're watching it that's i mean for a kid as i think as a kid your imagination kind of takes over so it doesn't really have to be super faithful to the the media or whatever representation uh i mean and you know for the original transformers it was you know the trans the toys came first and the the Mm -hmm. cartoon models were you know were kind of simplifications of the toy designs uh, I mean, we didn't know that at the time, but you know, I think uh, yeah. I think it was it was it was never something that we were like, oh. I mean, I th- I think maybe maybe Ratchet and Ironhide are the exception where <laughs> the Ratchet and Ironhide <laughs> toys really don't look anything Mm-mm. like the cartoon Mm-mm. characters. But they uh, don't but even I, have heads. Yeah, <laughs> they're headless. Give them but pumpkins, every- people. Give them pumpkins. <laughs> they're headless. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone else is it's you know it's good enough, it's close enough. I mean, there there are some, there are some that stand out like, you know, the Galvatron toy is all gray when he's purple in the cartoon. That's a that's kind of well, weird. But. Luckily, E-Hobby did a did a did a, a reissue of that. So Yeah. Uh yeah, thank God. Like, yes, I understand the toys. We we all know the toys came first, but uh, thank God that wasn't the case with the 85 line, because if Astro Train didn't turn out the way he turned out, he probably wouldn't be one of my favorite G1 toys <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I don't count the white, the black and white train repaint. That's not Astro Train. That's <laughs> an imposter. <laughs> it's purple black and whatever other color whatever the again by that time they were focusing a little bit on animation model mm-hmm. a little bit not much but a little bit i think the the 86 movie was really where things turned because they because i think the movie designs came first and then they you know they designed mm-hmm. all new toys around there yep most likely so you go into the store, whatever store it is whether it's a real toy store or whether it's a walmart or whatever what does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? Uh, I mean, I I really one thing I really liked, and I think, I mean, this is not something that that was widespread in all the toys, but GI Joe and Transformers in particular did this. Is that they had the little, you know, the little uh, 
description of the character on the back of the box. Like GI Joe was like a you know a, like a dossier file, for military file, and then Transformers. Yep. You had the tech specs, and uh, that's the one thing. Like giving giving you a little snippet of the whatever this toy is supposed to be and the, and the character it is. Uh, I really I look for that. Um, but beyond beyond, I mean that's that. I think the probably the first thing is um you know is it is there something that hooks you in and what it can do like what what's special about it what can like how can you play with it does it does it immediately show you like what what's fun you can do with it and play with it on the box like i think the example of transformers like the original transformers they came packaged in vehicle mode and then you see a picture of the robot mode on the box so you immediately know this turns into this. So I get, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing is, oh, how, I need to figure out how to get it to turn into the cool robot mode from the kind of, you know, the the kind yeah. of plain vehicle mode. So I think that's a that's a nice little hook. But yeah, if you if you've got the whatever whatever the play pattern is and whatever it's gonna do to to keep you interested, I think that needs to be front and center. Absolutely. The sad thing is toy packaging nowadays is kind of a double-edged sword because we're either jaded or excited the fact that they come packaged in robot mode. We don't have to do any work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to transform these things anymore. They're already in. You already did it for us. You you package it in robot. Okay, that's what we want. We want them in robot mode. That's what they're going to be. Done. Ah, toy companies. We'll get to that later. <laughs> do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have any any specific criteria for that? Uh, so <laughs> I kind of it's I I in theory I would like to open my toys, but I yeah you know now I don't have a lot of time, and I think a lot of times my eyes are bigger than my stomach, and that sometimes I'll get some toys, but. I'll say, oh, I'm gonna, definitely gonna, you know, open this up and look at it and play with it. But then it gets kind of, it gets put on the back burner, and then it just winds up staying in package. So I have a lot, of, I have a lot of toys still in package, but that's just by accident, not by design. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's it, folks. Trips to the trips to the stores is canceled. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It's just I mean, I guess the the other part of that answer probably could be like, "Oh, that's why I buy two. Like one to open, <laughs> one to, you know, one to leave in." Because I know a lot of us used to and some of us probably still do that. Yeah, certain- I I can't justify that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not enough space for that. <laughs> or money. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. <sighs> Just do what I did. Switch to Funko. Take them in, leave them out. Doesn't matter. You don't. You don't need to worry about whatever. If, as a kid or an adult, you only were allowed—I already know the answer to this—but you are only allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from. Which one would you choose, and why? Yeah, that's uh, hands down. This Transformers. I mean, that's that's not a that's not even a question. <laughs> and Lego, <Michael> yeah. who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Transformers as it's just been something that's stuck with me since the eighties. I mean, I 
I when 80 in 1984 I was eight years old. It it grabbed me. It hooked me. Uh, I fell in love with the media, the cartoon, and the comic books. As in addition to the toys, I you know even throughout you know becoming a teenager to a young adult, I still was you know hanging like I I wasn't buying all the toys, but I was still paying attention to what was going on with the franchise. I I stuck with Beast Wars. I went through every iteration of Transformers. You know, if not watching everything, at least paying attention and seeing what was going on and. Uh, yeah, it's just it's something that's that's my that's my home franchise, and yeah, never give it up. <laughs> never give up, never surrender. <laughs> As an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? I prefer the modern toys just because I like to see the um, the reimagining of different characters and figures and seeing all the articulation i mean i guess you know it's also there's a bit of an inflection point because like i can say maybe i could say modern toys like 10 years ago like now i <laughs> things are on a you know the 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 hollowness and the the kind of thinness of the plastic is getting a little bit you know further <laughs> further out but there are still some bright spots and and newer toys but i i, I still prefer like you know, starting with that, the, the you know the modern, you know, early two thousands to now, classics lines of Transformers that mm -hmm. are that are reimagining all the characters, but having really nice articulation and engineering that were the char the toys rep you know represent the the uh, the characters a lot better, but still have great transformations and 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 um, you know playability. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I've learned that I apparently need to rework question 14 because everyone I've had on this show, we all have a, a we all have dirty minds. Oh boy. So what is one Transformers toy you can always play with? Now if you take out the Transformers part of that, <laughs> use your imagination. And yeah, so what is one Transformers toy you can always play with? Uh, I would probably say that, that uh, um, the G1 Hot Rod. I, I Hot Rod was uh, one I got as a like yeah ten. I got it for my birthday, ten years old, and that was like about six months before the movie came out. So, uh, you know, I didn't know what this character was or or you know where mm -hmm. it fit in until I saw the movie a few months later. Uh, but that was a that was a nice toy. Like the it, it looked really cool and slick. A little bit of futuristic car. The transformation was nice. Uh, the the kind of head and face sculpt were really evocative. Like you know the, the those those eighty six movie toys all had really you know well designed faces. You know you know contrast that to the early G one like eighty four eighty five characters where since they were yeah. all from Diaclone toys. They, yeah. you know, their person, their face, their faces and personalities were not really well represented. But the uh, the '86 movie toys were really trying to to let you know these are these are real characters. So Hot yeah. Rod had that face with the blue eyes. You know, it was always something I noticed in the cartoons. Like the Autobots all have blue eyes, the Decepticons have red eyes, but then all the toys had yellow eyes. And I was like, why? What's going on here? And then uh, that Hot Rod had those blue eyes, and I was like, oh, this is a real Autobot here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. Autobots had blue eyes, Decepticons had red eyes, 
The Autobots fire orange lasers and the Decepticons fire purple lasers. It's a rainbow of colors, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be a toy line, a character, etc. Uh, I wouldn't say there's anything I purposefully avoid. I mean, there, I, uh, there's plenty of things that are just not for me in turn. Like, I mean, you know, I, you, you talk about Funko pops a lot. I, I guess I would say I, I, I tend to avoid those just because I, you know, I, 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 in general, I kind of avoid like the kind of statue display toys that are, that are not really toys. They're just there to display. So I guess I, if I want, if I'm getting a toy, I want something that I can manipulate and, and do something with rather than it's not, it has to be more than just something I'm going to put on a shelf and look at. Well, I can't wait to hear more of when, when I ask you question 22, cause that's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh boy. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you had not bought them? Are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting them go? Hmm. I do um I guess once I bought a um so there was a a, a botcon exclu- or I guess it was it was fun pub exclusive set where they were um they were repaints of a like a legend sized shockwave but they were re they were repurposed as reflector uh, and, yes uh, yes and you know, I I bought I bought three of them to put them together and make a reflect because I thought because I thought there'd never be a modern reflector. Of course, now we've got tons of reflectors you can buy, you can find yep. in the War for Cybertron line, and which I did I did pick up that War for Cybertron reflector. Um, but uh, nice. yeah, I mean, this was before that. Um, this I thought this was going to be like one shot to have a reflector since I didn't get the G one reflector back in the day, and uh, yeah, it was a. Those were, I mean, I guess they're they're okay shockwaves, but they're not good reflectors. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, apparently not. Yeah. So I I do definitely regret buying those because I I they did not look good, and I think I if I still have them, I don't I have no use for them. I should probably get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> check the value see 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 what the financial market says is is you bought them low maybe it's time to sell them high <laughs> maybe <laughs> um, who knows you never know i for i do regret like not keeping like not uh keeping my older toys back in the 80s keep like keeping them in better condition there are there were a lot of g1 toys i had that i just don't have anymore i don't think i actively got rid of them or sold them but i just you know they got put up in the attic somewhere or they got broken or they were given away to family or you know hand-me-downs to my brother or whatever um and they're just gone now and i you know i can't get them back and and so you know I do. I do regret not taking taking be- keeping better track of my old G one toys. Well, you can get them back, but again, money comes into play with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to spend the money to get them back. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Oh boy, how large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house, or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? 
They are uh, I, my toy collection is pretty modest. I wouldn't say I have a huge like if uh, I think if you've seen the like Daryl's Daryl's room, that's that's massive. <laughs> I, I have nowhere I can n- not compete with that at all. Um, I, they're relegated to one room, and like I we I have a I have a man cave in the basement of my house. Uh, but it's mostly taken up by the you know by the entertainment center and the the TV and the like the, you know video game stuff and everything. Uh, but I do have a couple of I have a detolf of uh, of Transformer stuff and then a you know a, some boxes of toys I have I still have to open. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's pretty modest. <laughs> There's a box of Power Core combiners in the in, in the corner, folks. He hasn't opened them yet. <laughs> Hey, maybe you can get some money for those. Who knows? <laughs> oh boy, how do you keep track of your collection if you do? Uh, I I don't really keep track of them. I just I buy what I like and and like I play with them and and put them on the shelf. And I, yeah, I don't have them cataloged or inventoried or anything like that. So I guess I'm a bad toy collector in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Just go to the beginning of the podcast, folks. You'll hear how terrible it is to play with toys. <laughs> you know, just just is. It's just the way it is. Like, oh my god, you must keep these in a in a in a in a sealed you know Iron Man case or something or other. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you have one or maybe a couple of Detoffs, but other than that, how do you display your toys? Uh yeah, I just I have them like in in this room, just sitting like sitting on different shelves in the detolf on on top of the detolf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have my like I I did buy the um you know the the giant Haslab Unicron, so that's that's standing there in robot mode on top of uh, one of my filing cabinets. Um, I have a couple on my like on my desk at at uh, and my at my desk at work. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out there. Uh, don't, even though I don't go into the office that much these days, but, uh, they're still, there. <laughs> uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Unicron. Oh boy. <laughs> I saw, I, I guess somebody just got it or something. They were posting on Twitter and I don't want to call the person out or anything, but they were posting on Twitter. You have to transform it on the stand. And I'm like, really? I, that's <laughs> so weird. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't waste $600. I just wasted $40 for the Funko pop version because thankfully with <laughs> Funko pops for now, they are all based on toy design. So versus animation model. So everybody is safe, the wife, the kids, the whatever, the pets, everybody's safe. But the house is on fire. If you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? Oh, that's hard. Um, Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, I... I guess I'd uh you know what one one toy that I that I this I mean I got it it's it's I got it about 10 years ago but it was a toy that was really well done. I mean I know this is <laughs> this is a weird choice but that um the the thrilling 30 uh Cosmos 
that came out. Uh, it was yes. about ten years ago. That's that was a really fun toy to just tra- I transformed that over and over again. Play with it. It was just a really fun toy to play with. And uh, <laughs> I know that's a it's a weird it's a weird choice, but I think I, I would I would take that. I know. Yeah, I'm. I, I know people are screaming at me. I'm letting my six hundred dollar Unicron burn, but uh, I think that <laughs> that's the, that's a toy I would uh, I would probably have the most fun with. <laughs> I mean, at least Cosmos is, you know, small enough that you could essentially put it in your pocket or whatever. Whereas <laughs> Unicron, you'd have to, like, you know, go running out of the house carrying this giant ball of flame. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And at least with Thrilling 30 Cosmos, at least you're able to find it, even though it is on secondary market now. At least it's not whatever the, whatever that debacle was with the new one. Like, oh, my God, I can't find this toy. It's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> i know i i saw that at uh it was at tfcon uh, chicago people were selling it for like 80 and 90 dollars and oh it's like no thanks <laughs> yeah no no thanks nah nope all right folks we're gonna go to a quick ad break we're gonna come back to continue the show after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. We are back here on ToyCast with Big C from the Transmissions Podcast. On the flip side to question 20, number 21 is, here's the toy box challenge you get, and I assume this is inches. I don't know. I don't mind using Neanderthal 
measurements on like certain Canadians. But here's the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, you know, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm trying to th- imagine those dimensions. I, I can probably pack a few, a pretty, a pretty, a few Transformers in there. I can, I can put that Cosmos. I would put that, um, that Origin Bumblebee. That's another toy I, I thought was really cool. Uh, just recently came out. Um, those, uh, those, uh, Back to the Future and Ghostbusters Transformers uh, that had uh, Gigawatt and uh, Ectotron. Yep, fit in there. Um, I'd probably put that uh, uh, Combiner War Superion. That was a figure I really liked and, and still sitting in my shelf there. Um, that uh, uh, the uh, Studio Series Hot Rod. That's a new. That is a new one that just came out uh, or last or a couple years ago, I guess. It was a really nice hot rod. Uh, a, Probably the best one we've ever gotten outside yeah. of the original. Yeah, I would say that. Um, that Lego, I, I just got that Lego Optimus Prime. I put that in there. Uh, that was a I, that that was combined. It was the best of both worlds combined. Uh, level Lego mm-hmm. and, and Transformers there. Transformers, yep. yeah. I'd probably put a an MPO one MP no MP ten a Masterpiece ten uh, Optimus Prime there. Uh, probably just the, I guess the cab, the trailer might not, might not fit, or maybe it'll fit. If it can, I'll try to do yeah. it in there. Let's see. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll fit in there. Um, my, uh, my uh, Combiner Wars Devastator. I'd probably have to take it, put it in the individual Constructicons to get it to fit. Oh in yeah, there. any of the combiners, you're gonna have to uncombine them. Yeah, like that's that's just yeah. <laughs> I um a classic star scream got to get uh, I think that was a really that was kind of the the best star scream you had for a while uh and I guess the recent star screams are good too the ones that are that they're based on pretty much based on that design but updated Yeah um, I'm a sadist if I if, if I had them I would probably just take the other two seekers and ghost star scream hopefully the clear plastic holds up and everything (laughs) yeah hopefully you think they'd be able to master that by now but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah anything else um I'd probably I'd probably want to get put a sound wave and all his cassettes in there too Uh, that's those are those are always fun um, that, uh, the thrilling 30 Springer, uh, that was a really good, uh, triple changer toy. Yeah. Um, I just got a G axis, a G two, uh, you know, G two comics, G axis. Uh, I really like that. And then the tar, I, I ordered the tar and I don't have it yet, but it's hopefully it's coming <laughs> soon. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think that's a, I mean, I love Tarn from the comics, the IDW comics, and I think yep. it was. I never thought he'd get a get a release in the main line, the Hasbro main line. So, yeah, it's funny that he. So obviously, he comes from the IDW comics, and then he shows up in Cyberverse of all mm-hmm. places, and now here we are, X number of years later, after Cyberverse is over and done with, and we have a Tarn, and it's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. 
All right. You've good. Yep. No, I was, I was say I think that I think that's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to be one hell of a heavy box. Good luck with that. Good thing the house isn't on fire. Uh, <laughs> so you alluded to it earlier. It's just not your thing. But are you a Funko fan? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Sadly, not. Um, I don't. I don't begrudge anybody their their Funko Pop fun, but. I can't get past the dead eyes on the the Funko pops. <laughs> the eyes the, they creep me out. Um, the the Transformers Funko pops are kind of the only ones that that I'm okay with because their eye they mm-hmm. you know they have the the bright blue or red eyes to to match the robots. But all the like humanoid Funko pops don't look right to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like that they're expanding on the eye colors more with various characters and things like that. Like it's not always just black soulless eyes uh, and it depends on the character design. I, I love the shockwave. The shockwave is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish the eye was red, but I understand why it's not because hello, it's the, it's the G one version. And the funny thing is, and I love that they did this. I first noticed this years ago with Mighty Mugs when Mighty Mugs were a thing. Because essentially, Funko Pops are just Mighty Mugs in the modern day, sort of. They In the Mighty Mug Shockwave, he has a actual wire, a, a black corded thing for his, for his gun arm. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the Funko Pop. It's there as well. And I was like, oh, that's a cool... Like, it's just a little detail, but it's nice that they're, you know making it sort of accurate to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mrs. Shelton, turn your, turn your podcast off because what was the most money you spent on a toy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think it, I think it's, it's no question that that has lab Unicron, the $600 Unicron. Unicron. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I talked, I talked it over with my wife before I did it. Well, she she yeah. was okay with it, but it was, it was still, yeah, that's, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I sp- the most I spent was 800 and that was for 2008's BotCon full set, everything. Oh, wow. Sadly, you can't do that nowadays anymore, considering Shattered Glass Rodimus is being asked for, like, $1,300 on Ooh. eBay. Ooh. And I'm like, how and why? Like, I understand <laughs> it's a BotCon exclusive. I understand that. It is what it is. But come on. Like, back in the day, if I wanted just him and not just the whole set, I think he was going for 400 back in 2008, but that was when he was like brand like the Monday after the convention kind of thing mm-hmm. at the time. And it, it, as I was looking for various things re- related to shattered glass Rodimus, like somebody was trying to sell the 2008, just the box with the styrofoam for a hundred dollars. And I'm like, wait, what? Seriously? <laughs> You're selling the box only for a hundred. Are you nuts? Uh, On the flip side, what was the cheapest toy you bought or what was the best deal you ever got for a figure that may have been worth quite a bit more than you paid? Oh, 
I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I I haven't found a lot of like really great deals, but I guess um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, <laughs> I mean, just recently I got the um, that uh, the Creatures Collide four pack. It was a Target exclusive. It had uh, Goldbug, Ransack, uh, Scorponok, and uh, like a a waspinator repaid i forget its name but it was it was retailing for like 70 dollars. and just before christmas last year they uh they had a clearance for half off like 35 dollars. so and i i really just wanted the bumblebee <laughs> or the, the gold <laughs> i just wanted the gold bug um yeah. so you know i i at 70 dollars, i was willing to pay that for just the gold bug but i did uh i did pay the 35 dollars uh, but I can, you know, the other three figures, I, you know, I, I figure I can either sell them or give them away or, or play with them. And, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a bone, it's worth it for, for getting that gold bug. Uh, yep. I guess that's, that's not a, that's not a great deal, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it made it reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, other than obviously people giving me things or whatever, you know, that doesn't count because that's not me getting a deal. I think the best deal I got on a Funko Pop was Lil Sweet from Diet Dr. Pepper. They were running a promotion. <laughs> and if you bought three Diet Dr. Pepper 20-ounce bottles, you had three codes, you write those down. It was the 80s all over again. It was like rip those off, take a picture of them, send it to us, blah, blah, blah. In four to six weeks, you'll get your free Justin Guarini, little sweet Funko Pop. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Still mm. with the dead eyes, though. <laughs> but it's freak. But it's freaking cool because I didn't realize this until like maybe a month after that ad campaign started. I'm like, wait a minute, is that American Idol's first runner-up, Justin? It's Justin freaking Guarini. Oh my god, that's amazing. Nice folding. You deserve a raise. Thank you. Little sweet spinning out the spin cycle. You do deserve a raise in the form of a sweet Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh, sip it. Mmm, that is sweet. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Extra heat. I'll take these. He just folds. Isn't she great? How do you guys know? Little sweet going back and it's been psycho. Diet Dr. Pepper. It's the sweet one. Yeah, he anyway. he disappears into that little sweet role. <laughs> you don't <laughs> tell it's him. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not I think it was like one of the notes, like one of the little sing song notes he you know, he he did not like it was one of those notes where I was like, hey, wait a minute. I know that voice. <laughs> so so yeah. What modern and or vintage toy lines are you collecting right now? Is it just Transformers and Lego? Pretty much. I mean, it's it's and Lego. I'm picking and choosing. Like I, I I'm not yeah. I'm not going crazy on the Legos just because that that can that can get real bad real fast. But but I yep. did uh, I I did get the Lego Optimus Prime. I also uh, one of my one of my favorite video games is Horizon Zero Dawn. So I picked up the Horizon Zero Dawn Lego set. It was a, a the the tall neck, which is like a giant robot giraffe. And I do have, I still have a, and I have an older uh, Ecto-1 uh, 
with like it's the one with all the the four Ghostbusters as as minifigures. So it's not the it's not the like the the more the recent uh, like bigger right. one. It's one that's a little bit smaller, but it but it has the four Ghostbusters as minifigures. So. And I still have that in the box, so I still I wanted I intended to put it together, but I never got around to putting it together, so it's still sitting in the box. That's that's another one that I accidentally kept in the box, and now it's kind of like I still want to still want to crack it open and put it together. You know, it's a good thing we're toy collectors, folks, because when we eventually retire from whatever jobs we have, we'll have plenty of time to open all the toys <laughs> we didn't open when we were working. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> oh, come on. on now. Just get what? your little Darth helmet on and, you know. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I just get the feeling that's that's going to be like the your one day from one day away from retirement. Yeah, I'm just about to open all my toys and then you you keel over and then and so Oh, stop it. That's don't no, no, no. That's no, no, no. That's no. <laughs> Do you visit toy shows or conventions? When you visit these places, do you have a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you're searching for? Do you do like what is your convention uh, go, uh, approach? So I uh, yeah I do uh, mostly just the Transformers convention. So TFCon, I, uh, we go and we like everyone on transmissions. We kind of that's where we that's where we meet up in person uh that's you know a couple times a year uh so just you know just this year or just i guess last year in 2022 i went to tfcon in toronto in the summer and then tfcon chicago in october um and uh and we have there's a local show uh, i'm i'm in the pittsburgh area there's a local show called steel city con uh, and that's like a it's a comic comic book and and other stuff show so it's like you they've got there's got a good mix and then they have celebrity guests and stuff i don't go to that one super regularly but i've been to it a few times it's like 10 minutes from my house so it's pretty easy to go to um (laughs) but uh but in general i don't i don't have like a set strategy like my only goal is to not get swindled at a, at a, at a toy <laughs> show like i mean i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy like i'm not gonna buy stuff that's on the store shelves right now unless like i i never see it and i and it's not it's it's you know it's not above uh you know retail value like mm. uh um so i try you know i i will tend to look for things that are obscure or something that i couldn't get otherwise or things that you know like there's a lot of stuff you can order online but i tend like just to just to keep my toy collecting under control i don't order a lot of stuff online but i say <laughs> you know if i'm going if i'm to a special occasion i'm going to the toy show i bring a cent amount of money and i say well there's a couple of things that i i really thought was interesting but i you can only get them online so if i see it here i might pick it up so that's you know that's that's the the convention uh, convention exception was <laughs> when you mm-hmm. you know for things oh, that you don't get online so so that's usually what, yeah. I, what looking for things that i can't get anywhere else that's what i'm looking for yeah i mean and that's the thing like technically you can get most transform most g1 classic stuff on online but you know you're not going to the convention or the toy shows to buy what's in the stores now 
you're looking for so, a somewhat good deal on something that's 40, 40 something year old. Oh God, we are a year <laughs> away from 40 years. Yeah. Oh God. The A team <laughs> just turned 40 the other day. Oh my God. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <sighs> I love when a plan comes together. What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than, for instance, say our parents' generation? Uh, I think we were all brainwashed as kids in the eighties. I think that, I mean, it was, I mean, cynically it was the, you know, the deregulation of toys where you could have basically have a bunch of media that were half hour commercials for the toys. And they, you know, I mean, they were, you know, originally just designed to, to get kids and, you know, get kids hooked on them and sell them the toys, but they did actually, I mean, they're not they're not Shakespeare, but they did put some reasonable effort into making the toys, the cartoons, interesting and fun and and appealing. And yeah, I mean, you just, you hit you hit the kid at the right age at the right time, and they're hooked. And and yeah, it it, it holds a special place in their heart. And it, and twenty thirty years later, it still comes back to them. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Blame, uh, blame uh, Reagan and deregulation of, uh, of mm-hmm. uh, you know, media and everything. And you get and we're all kind of, you know, a little bit a little bit brainwashed. Yeah, pretty much. But we loved it so much, though. <laughs> like we didn't mind being brain being brainwashed at the time. Yeah, no, oh. I, I, I mean, we're, I'm not giving it up. I, st- I still love the Transformers. Uh, yep. <laughs> knowing that you're brainwashed doesn't necessarily mean you can shake it off. <laughs> no, not really. What is your motivation for purchasing toys to display, play, fiddle? Describe your collecting style. Are you a completionist, a storyteller, cherry picker, or otherwise? I'd say I'd pro- I'm probably a cherry picker. Uh, I I am really focused. Like for Transformers, for me in general, the media is what keeps me tied to the franchise. Like uh, you know, mm-hmm. I I always love the uh, as I said, I always loved the cartoons and the comics as a kid. I've loved what like some of the the artists and writers uh, for the comics in particular did with the storytelling in the Transformers. I've always said that transformer storytelling has been at its at its peak in the the iterations of comics over the years and that includes marvel with simon Furman and idw with uh, folks like james roberts john barber uh, margaret scott uh and you know all the artists throughout the generations back in the 80s uh, jeff senior and andrew wildman were were big for me jose delbo um in the modern day folks like alex milne andrew griffith casey collar uh, Guido Guidi, uh, all these, uh, you know, all these things are what, uh, has, has, uh, has kept me invested in the franchise. And, uh, when I collect, you know, I want to see the, the toys that I want, I want to see the representation of those, like those original characters that get introduced in the comics that don't necessarily have a toy origin. Uh, I always love to see those characters getting, getting their due. Uh, so, you know, like I, I mentioned the G axis, the G two character from the G, the Marvel mm-hmm. G two comics who never had a toy. He wasn't a toy design. He was designed for the comics. 
um, and just recently got a got a toy very faithful to that design, which I immediately had to get. Uh, Tarn, we're we're getting coming soon, and yeah, I've already pre-ordered that, so <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, but I but I'm definitely not a completionist. I, I I don't have the the space, capacity, time, or or inclination to to try and complete lines of things. Uh, so I I like to to pick and choose what I want. I I would like to be a fiddler. Like I'd like to be able to to take them out and play with each one of them. Uh, and I'm yeah I'm I I am kind of bewildered with the amount of things that I still have that are still in boxes that I haven't gotten a chance to open and and play around with. Uh, oh but uh, I still <laughs> those are still my goals <laughs> to get to them eventually. <laughs> yep. A uh, buddy of mine used to be on the show. I mean, he's still on the show every now and then. But uh, Peacock Crow Michael, he uh, used to when he and I first started out doing toy cast back in the day. I would always joke with him. I'm like, "Did you open any of the toys in your closet today? Nope, they're still unopened." Because <laughs> he used to just go to Target and just find these amazing, amazing thing. It's like, okay, well, I don't know why you haven't opened any of those yet. <sighs> All right. Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? <laughs> uh, plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Um, my uh, my uh, my uh, my uh, younger son, who is now he's now sixteen, so he's well past the toy yeah. playing time but uh he was right at the age when the original uh war for cybertron that was the you know the video game war for cybertron that came out yep. in the early uh, early 2010 a good one yeah <laughs> and they and they were putting out the toys that were tying into that video game and they had a they had a three pack that was bumblebee optimus prime and megatron and uh i bought that for him for his birthday but you know with the the thought that Maybe we can play with this together. <laughs> there's, three, there's three, there's three toys. You know, maybe, you know, we can have, yep. we can have. This is something fun we can do together. And uh, yeah, and and he's long since grown past it. But they're still. I mean, I I didn't I didn't migrate them back down to my collection. But they're uh, you know I I still <laughs> fiddle with them from time to time. <laughs> he didn't do it yet, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Have you ever purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be fun for them based on your own preferences? Uh, I have. I like I, th that's. This is something that I I try to do whenever I go to a um whenever I go to a convention. Uh, I try to pick out something that I think my kids will enjoy. Uh, and I've, you know, like a, a couple of times I, I just bought them a couple of, uh, of mini bots, like G1 mini bots. Cause you can find mm -hmm. those pretty cheap. And uh, I thought, you know, it'd be something they'd be, be interested in. But my, my kids are, I think, you know, my kid, my kids are what generation Z, Zennials, whatever you call them. They're, they're, they're I definitely. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stop at X. Basically, <laughs> there are no more generations. The only generations that matter are Autobot, Decepticon, or Terracon <laughs> at this point. Those are the generations. <laughs> but the, yeah, but my my kids are are um, 
they uh, they grew they grew pretty quickly out of toys and they're i mean they're all like they're my older ones are are already teenagers my youngest one is 11 so she's on the path to being a teenager right now <laughs> so they're all yeah. pretty firmly focused on the digital stuff and tablets and phones and and apps and stuff and no one really has time for physical <laughs> toys anymore uh, but I, I try, I tried to get them a couple like mini bots, micro masters. I thought those would be fun for them to, to fiddle around with. I bought some Kabaya kits. Like I bought them each a Kabaya kit, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, so they could put it together, you know, as a, as, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's the fun. It has a, it's a transformer, but it's also a little like plastic model kit. It doesn't require any glue or tape or anything to put them together. So, you know, and, and they, they, they enjoy that for a little bit, but. I think nothing's sticking. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I'm sure other people on other podcasts have said this, but that's what NFT stands for. No fucking toys for you. <laughs> God. Yeah. Do you do any toy modifications or customs, painting, building, build dioramas, etc.? Uh, nah, not really. Uh, I think the most I do is I, I've gotten a few, uh, label sets from toy hacks, toyhacks.com where they, you can get, you know, they design really cool labels. I, I'd put those on some toys, but even that I, it's, that's a rare thing for me. I don't, I don't, I usually just keep them the way they came. Yeah. Where you can get 15% off your entire order with <laughs> coupon code. <laughs> well, I, I, it's your show. I'm not. I'm not going to bring my plug into your show. I don't. I don't have a, I don't have a stake in this. I, I, I'm. I'm not making or losing money. So I'm just having fun with the discussion. So you know, it's up to you. I don't even remember right, what yeah. the code is. I just. I just remember the 15 percent off the entire order and cannot be combined with any other offer. That's what TM, I remember. TM one two three four. Very easy. TM one two three four. That's the code. <laughs> Toyhacks.com. I think I need to go back to Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, God. This is getting expensive. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? I think they should find a way to mix both. I mean I don't I don't think I, I don't think they need to to focus on the adult market i think they should just focus on making the toys fun like i i i mean i appreciate uh like with transformers they they have different lines geared towards uh you know like i guess the legacy currently the legacy line geared towards uh, quote unquote adults but those are all those are still toys that kids can play with it's not like mm-hmm. anything there's anything that uh, uh, you know wouldn't appeal to a kid i think i mean I would say the larger, like their larger media strategy, I think they should tie everything in together. Like, I mean, it seems, it seems weird to me that their legacy line has kind of like no media presence. Whereas they're, you know, they're doing, of course, they've got, they've got the new movie coming out, The Rise of the Beasts, and they've got the Earth Spark, the, the new show, but the legacy right. has like no media behind it. And, um, I think if you want to attract younger kids, you need to have some. I mean, I, I guess I'm per- perpetuating the brainwashing. You need to have some media there to to, to attract the younger <laughs> kids if you want them interested in it. Um, well, 
Yeah, you need to have the media there, and you need to... I don't know. I see, like, on the Transformers official Instagram, specifically, is where I see this, but I'll go through their stories, and I'll see what they're, what they're posting, and obviously half of it is marketing, because they're, you know, trying to have us and kids and whatever else buy toys, but, like, everything in their stories is, parents, swipe up now to get this for your kids. Mm. I don't know any, I, I'm not a parent, but I don't know any parents in my friend group that would buy Tarn for their child. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they put that on the Tarn slide. I'm saying that some of the, like, just like some of the ones that are specifically aimed at us, at, at the mm-hmm. collector market, where it's like, okay, sure, you can have the, 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 what a legacy hot the the hot rod you just mentioned um, oh studio you know. series yeah studio yeah, there you go studio my brain's going between generations legacy legacy I was, oh right yeah so <laughs> studio series 86 hot rod yeah sure you can buy that for a kid because you can teach them about the awesomeness that is hot rod and 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 all of that but i don't know some of it's like I don't know if I want a kid owning certain toys because <laughs> that, that just doesn't seem like it should be for a child, but that's just me. And yeah. again, I'm childless, so I don't know shit when it comes to raising children. I mean, I just, I have the thing I have a problem with is having like, like the, when I see the, like, like the, and the, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, it's too early to, to say anything about the earth spark line, but the cyberverse line in particular was egregious in the sense that you had like you'd have the same character in multiple versions because you'd have so many like different uh versions of the of the same character over and over like you have this very super simple very simple then kind of reasonable and then like a giant version that kind of didn't make sense either so it's kind of like can we have like a can we unify the line a little bit and just like I think what kids would like is to have the toy like represent like at least be somewhat recognizable to as to what they see on the on the show. And it seems weird mm-hmm. to have like I mean I understand if you want to make you want to have toys for very very little kids, you know, maybe you want to have yeah, a version I mean. for that, but 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 again like even with like if you go back to the like older Transformers lines, they didn't have multiple iterations of the same character they just had like smaller characters those were the toys that could be for younger kids and then the bigger characters Mm -hmm. got were the toys for you know for older kids and it just seems weird to have like a really tiny like brick optimus prime and then like a very nicely well articulated (laughs) optimus prime but with the same aesthetic and it's and i don't know yeah it's And I don't think they did this. Yeah. And I don't think they did this, but again, another one example I can think of is here it is folks. After nearly 40 years, we finally have an auto converting Optimus prime (laughs) parents swipe up now to buy RoboSense transforming (laughs) Optimus prime. Like, no, you like, like I said, I don't think they did that, but the Robos and Optimus Prime is an example of something I would never buy a child. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that just, no. 
And from what I saw with uh, Thu Adams' videos, that thing takes up a lot of space. So it needs a lot of room to move. And to, so if you, if you live in a glass house, uh, <laughs> you might not want to buy it. I mean, the the thing that I was surprised about, I, I watched, I watched Thu's video too. The thing that surprised me when he was, when he was uh, fiddling with it is it can't like, it just can't stand there turned off. Like it has to be actively on, like all the servos have to be running or it can't hold its own weight up. It has to like be, <laughs> be always be on and standing up or you for have a, yeah. <laughs> For a toy, and I'm specifically talking about the big one. I'm not talking about the $300 cheaper one, the small one. I'm talking about the the original one that they, the, the one that that idiot Kevin Smith and his buddy showed off. <laughs> um, that one, the one that's like a thousand dollars or more. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that that thing needs to be taking up all the power in the world just to <laughs> hold up its own weight? For a thousand dollars, hell no. <laughs> Stan sold separately. <laughs> so is the damn trailer. That's another. Co- don't even. Yeah, the trailers as much as the as the figure. I know. I know. Like, and really, honestly, I've like, I think when I first saw that, I thought it was cool. And then I saw a couple of reviews, and then I saw, like we mentioned, Thu's review, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's right. You shouldn't be buying this unless you have, unless you, you know, live in a ten thousand square foot mansion, like because again, <laughs> it needs room to move, and if you don't, you know, if you're, you know, recording a podcast for nine and a half, almost ten years or longer, in my case out of a closet, which I'm not recording out of a closet, but you know, the, the you know, it's <sighs> that money could go to a thousand other things, even toys, better toys that you can actually transform yourself. <laughs> that was the other, like, don't get me wrong. I think it's, and I know I'm on, I know it's supposed to be your episode and I'm on a soapbox here, but it's just, <laughs> my brain is, it, I feel like a fried egg over here. Do you have a, my parents got rid of my toys story? Um, not really. I mean, they kind of, they, they kind of just migrated up to the attic or, or got, you know, like <laughs> given, given to my brother's like about, he's, he's like 13 years younger than me. So when I was off at college, he was, you know, he was, he was, he was, came around right, right for the beast war stuff. So he was, but he mm. played with my old transformers. So not, nothing, nothing. My parents never like actually sold or gave away anything. One thing, one thing that did happen though, was my, um, my G1 scourge, like I let I let and I let my brother play with my G1 toys, uh, you know, because I, I I was in college. I was like, it's fine, right? You know, yeah, let him play with them. And my son, my uh, my brother was playing with my um, my G1 scourge, and he asked my dad to tra- to help him transform it. And my dad actually snapped one of the wings of the scourge. Oh. <laughs> so, so that was you know, and, and and so that that hurt a little bit, but you know. It was fine. It was okay. (laughs) 
Well, I know what I'm. I know what I know what clip I'm putting in right here. That plasma energy is lethal. It nearly killed me. <laughs> and you I did. Get, I did get the Studio Series Scourge because I I really ah, love, I love yes. G One Scourge. <laughs> yeah, Studio Series Scourge is amazing. <sighs> Do you feel like you're coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were completely done with toys altogether? Uh, not yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get into a mode where if I get new stuff, I get rid of some old stuff. Cause I do, I, I have finite space, so I'm not trying to continually increase my collection perpetually. Uh, so I am, I am like purging some older stuff or stuff I'm, I'm no longer interested in, but still you know, still buying new stuff. And I mean, they still, they still make cool stuff. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to give it up. There's still lots of cool, interesting stuff. Plus I think, um, with the, with the, the transmissions podcast, since we have a weekly segment where we have to show off what we got at the store, there's a little bit of pressure that you have to have, have to have something every week to show off. So, uh, you know, that, that keeps me, uh, and, but you know, I, I, I even then it's not. Uh, I usually can't compete with uh, with what Daryl's showing off or bringing to the table. But uh, <laughs> uh, and, but I try to I try to at least have you know one new thing, even if it's little or just a comic book or something every week. So yeah. so that keep that keeps me going. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, there's no keeping up with that crazy Canuck. It's <laughs> just not it's just not, it's not worth the time or stress. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, Daryl, watch Beast Wars, damn it! <laughs> what is something that does not have a toy of it you'd love to have in toy form? So uh, that's hard. It's hard now because there's a lot, a lot of things that I would have said they're get. They've already gotten toys or are getting toys. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I guess that I mean. He has he has kind of technically already had a toy, but it's not really him. I, I guess the um if the from the Marvel Comics Scrounge, he was a little <laughs> round wheel that was a blaster sidekick on Cybertron. Uh he did get like he was that that um that thrilling thirty cosmos was repainted yellow as Scrounge and he was packed in with the um with the Combiner Wars Technobots. But it was just nice. a, it was just a repaint of Cosmo, so it's not. I, I don't count that as really scrounge. So I would I would like to see no. a real pro- proper scrounge. That would be cool. And what is a toy like, that you magic fingers? His his audio and video recording fingers. Mm, that sounds all kinds of kinky and wrong. <laughs> Is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world. Oh, I think I, I got to go with the with the uh, <laughs> the most popular piece in the <laughs> franchise. I want an Optimus Prime. I want it. I want a real tractor trailer <laughs> Optimus Prime, and, and turn into a robot and you know play basketball, go for a layoff, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're you're just cementing to me the reason why he is the worst leader in Autobot history. I <laughs> well, like basketball. basketball. What's wrong with that? 
There's nothing wrong with it. As long as you're not doing it while the Decepticons are attacking, idiot. Maybe we should just cut his arm off and put it on a building or something. Oh, boy. Optimus Prime needs a Matrix to tell him how to lead. Needs an old dead guy in his head to tell him the right thing to do. Jesus. And I know all Autobot leaders have it, but still. Oh, boy. How has your wife dealt with your collection? She's been she's actually been pretty supportive. She's uh she she doesn't she doesn't share my passion, which is fine, but mm-hmm. she she allows it and and I mean she doesn't actively encourage it, but she does actively try to find things that she thinks I'll like and that she's, you know, and she she has gone above and beyond to like find different interesting things to to add to my collection not, and not necessarily just toys but like artwork from different artists uh she mm-hmm. bought me like uh for christmas one year she bought me the the 25th anniversary uh optimus prime that um that oh, has yes. it's packed in with the um with the dvd of the yep. like the more than meets the eye and the the issue one comic and uh, and I was looking at and you know I, and I never I never had a G one Optimus Prime so I was I was about to like open it and and play with it because I you know I just never I never like owned my own G one Optimus Prime I never had that one I had I had the Power Master Optimus Prime as a kid but never the the first original eighty four Optimus Prime um, yeah and like on I remember this because it was like on Christmas Day I was looking I was like real oh, thank you this is really nice and um and she's like don't open it it's a collect you could have it as a collector's item you can save it <laughs> and, and I was like oh maybe maybe you're right maybe I shouldn't open it and then uh years later I went to TFCon and Peter Cullen was the guest at TFCon and I had him wow. sign that that boxed uh, 25th anniversary Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and it's still it's in my detolf now. It's still still unopened, sign, and now has Peter Cullen's signature, so I definitely can't open it now. Um, so yeah, yeah. Your wife has done some awesome things for you. That's not the story I thought you were going to tell. <laughs> when you said when you said oh, and it's not just toys that she's gotten me. I'm like, uh huh. I know exactly where you're going with this. And you want to tell the the Victor Caroli story? Oh yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, yes, it was. <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, I mean Victor Caroli, who is the um, the narrator on the G one Transformers cartoon, and uh, the the inter- the funny thing was she she did like she did research on which people we had actually interviewed. So like she. Mm-hmm. You know, she looked. At, she was looking specifically for someone from the G One series that we had not talked to yet. So, you know, we had already on the podcast. We had already talked to people like uh, Dan Gilvezan or Greg Berger, uh, mm-hmm. and she and she specifically said, "Oh, Victor Caroli, the narrator here," and then and found him on Cameo and got him to record a, a birthday greeting for me. And so, yeah, I still have the video for that. Uh, I showed it on transmissions. Uh, yeah, it's something I'll have forever, treasure it forever. And him, you know, immediate saluting. He he did his his he did his narrator voice where he he said, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I it, it and um and it was just awesome. And having him talk directly to me was was really great. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. 
But yeah, I mean, and that's just one of many things. Like she also, um, a few years ago, Andrew Wildman did like this print of, um, like when he, like the, the classic, uh, um, Marvel comics issue where they, you know, they had the, like it was issue 75 of Marvel comics where Unicron attacked Cybertron in the comics and Andrew Wildman had done this print that was an homage to that. And she, and he like did like, I think he did like 500 prints and numbered them and, and signed them and was, was uh, selling them. And she, she like contacted him and, 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 uh, and bought one of those for me and got it framed and everything. And I have that hanging up here. Uh, she's gotten art from other artists, uh, um, and, uh, you know, just, just going out of her way to find things that would be just something that I would treasure as, as being a Transformers fan. So she's, she really, uh, uh, and, and she does, she does kind of tease me about it sometimes and like, you know, uh, give me, give me a hard time, but she still supports me. So <laughs> I, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. There you go. There you go. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect you tend to struggle with the most? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's already been a theme here is the this, this struggle to actually <laughs> open and, and play with my toys and, and find space for them. So, yeah, yeah the, the struggle of, of you know, in, in, both enjoying them, but also not letting them overwhelm me and, and my house. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that that could be a problem. <laughs> What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? Uh, I would say like a, um, a positive memory I have is, um, just going like, just like when I just getting started in the transmissions podcast that like really kickstarted me getting into like toy collecting regularly like before that i was i was buying one or two things here and there but not really like making a concerted effort to collect anything but when when we started transmissions that was something that that really like i was i was going to the toy store you know a couple of times a week looking around like like when toys r us still existed and and they had transformers on the shelves and looking at the masterpiece toys and things there i mean that's Seeing, I, I saw a masterpiece sound wave on the shelves in, at Toys R Us, and I kind of passed on. I, I looked at it, and I was like, and, and you know, it was, since I'm early, I'm like, can I really spend like $100 on this toy? It, it looks really cool, but I don't know if I can spend that. So I, I, I kind of left it there, and then like a couple of days later or a week later, came back, and it was still there. I was like, well, <laughs> I think, uh, you know... I think I got to pick this up, so I yep, did. I yep. did buy it, and then there's another one that I didn't open, and <laughs> I still have it boxed. You haven't opened it yet. How long no. was that? Uh, I mean, probably ten years now. But then, but then I took it. To, I took it to another TFCon where Frank Welker was there, and I got Frank Welker to sign it. So now I can't open this one wait, either. Wait, 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 wait! Stop! Stop! Where did he sign it? Did he sign it on the figure itself or just a box? 
on the box. He signed it on the front of the box. Where on? Okay, the, well, the photo if you're careful it. enough, you could take an X-Acto knife or whatever and open the part of the box that can be opened without screwing up the signature. You'll be fine. Open the damn toy, man. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Pants. you got to get on him about this one. I'm sorry. I, I cannot let this go because I need to see your masterpiece Soundwave out of its box, just like I bullied Dr. Pants into buying the Funko Pop 10-inch Soundwave with cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to bully you into opening your own masterpiece toy because that's ridiculous. I understand wanting to keep the prestige of Frank Welker's signature, but if opening the box doesn't screw the signature up, you're fine. Open the toy. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it under consideration. <laughs> no promises. I want photographic evidence. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? Basically, Hasbro gives you the keys to the kingdom. What would you do? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny because I think I like like the one one thing I would have said was like Transformers Legos, but it's that it already happened. I mean, mm-hmm. I would yeah. uh, I, I would I would love to have like a. Um, like just a full on uh you know what <laughs> i mean it's it's uh, maybe it's not uh it's it's not it's not sensible for our modern age but i would i would really like to bring back gun megatron i never had a gun megatron i'd like a i'd like to bring that bring that back in the toy line you could call him a submarine just turn him upside down call him a submarine if you want uh, but uh, let's 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 bring back Gun Megatron and and make I, I make a whole line of Lego uh, Lego Transformers and like and not just Opt- not just Optimus Prime but like as many characters as we can as we can uh, get together. Wow! Yeah, that would be cool. I can just imagine it now, a $700 Lego <laughs> Unicron. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you, you're missing a couple zeros there. <laughs> I think that might, well, might be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> most likely, I mean, with all the Legos that they would have to, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Ooh, ouch, damn. <laughs> I don't know why, but somebody has really the original G1 Walther P38. Buy it now for $324. And right next to it, oh, well, this says Hasbro Takara Transformers G1 for $59 bucks for three, 33 bids. Like, seriously? Really? Ooh, in box two hundred ninety. Yikes! You may not be getting a G one Megatron. Ah, why? What? Okay, what is the per? Like, do sellers on eBay not look at sold listings, or is there not a value of certain toys listed out there? What? <laughs> there is Transformers G one Megatron boxed, unused, Q grade. This. What the hell? They want $3,500 with $80, $90 shipping. What? I I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. We'll be here all wow. night. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. 
And I thought 1500 bucks for Shattered Glass Rodimus was a lot. What in the Sam hell, eBay? What is one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting phantom in general? <laughs> I would say uh, just uh, don't don't. I mean, I I mean, I I don't want to tell other people how to collect, but I think I think don't uh, um, don't obsess over completing things or or getting everything. Like enjoy enjoy what you can like what you can find or what you have or, and, and whatever makes you happy, but don't go crazy trying to get everything. Cause I think that, that, that way lies madness. Yeah, most definitely this. I don't understand that. I, I, I'm, oh God, I, I'm so incensed. That's ridiculous. $3,500 for a Jeep. <laughs> What is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? Don't go on eBay. <laughs> Stay away from eBay, kids. <laughs> uh, I'd say, um, like, enjoy your toys, but take care of your toys. Because uh, even if you, if as you get older, you might say you don't, you don't care about them anymore. But ten years later, you'll be missing them. So just, you know. Play with them, have fun with them, but when you're done, put them back in the box and and put them somewhere safe and and don't be so hard on them. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break while I compose myself because holy shnikes. We'll be back with Big C from Transmissions Podcast right after this. I can't even talk anymore. Right after this. We'll be back. See you later. We'll be back. I don't know. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep, grana, weep, ninibong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toy Cast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6-0 and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toy Cast.
Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. <laughs> Didn't even bend a fender. <laughs> yeah, but look, there are a lot more of those can digging, grill cracking things. We can't hold out forever, Cup, but we can give them one humongous repair bill. We are back here on Toycast. All right, sir, promote transmissions. Well, uh, yeah, I am. The co-host of our Transformers theme podcast, Transmissions. We actually do two shows every week. We do Transmissions every Wednesday, which is a show all about Transformers toys and merchandise. And then on Fridays, we do Transmissions Alt Mode, which is a show all about Transformers media. So uh, we tend to do Transformers comic reviews in that show. Of course, at the moment, we don't, do have any, yeah, we don't have any comics to review. But we are uh, recently, we are going back and doing some EarthSpark shows. We actually reviewed the first couple of episodes of EarthSpark last year in uh, November, and uh, we did episodes three and four recently. We're probably going to do some more as we wait to see what's happening with the Transformers Comics license. But yeah, so those are uh, those are our main shows. We also have a bi-weekly show that is our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, and that's uh, run by... Uh, our really awesome producer and editor Mike, and he he and is the game master and has his friends as different uh, original Transformers characters that are in uh, in the on Cybertron, uh, going through lots of crazy wacky adventures uh, in set in the IDW comic universe. So uh, that's a cool show, Empire of Rust. Uh, so all of those shows can be found at transmissionspodcast.com of course they're all on every podcasting service you can think of apple podcasts google play google podcasts uh amazon spotify uh anywhere you find podcasts you can just search for transmissions and they're there uh we also have a patreon if you'd like to support us uh and that also is at uh, transmissionspodcast.com slash support and you can find that there we have a discord so if you want to just chat uh, you can go to transmissionspodcast.com slash discord and uh, and come on and hang out with us there. Uh, and yeah, we're uh, we're on all the social media places and everywhere. So lots of places to find us. Just go to our website and all the links are there. You can find us also on YouTube. We are doing uh, we've since episode 500 of our show, we've moved to doing full video shows uh, that are um with our podcast so if you want to watch us on youtube you can watch us on youtube instead of uh, listening to us or you can do both i mean <laughs> uh it's uh you know keep our numbers up <laughs> help us with downloads <laughs> and with views on youtube you know whatever whatever you like but yeah all everything all those links and everything you can find through our website transmissionspodcast.com there you go there you go do you have any final words before i run through our closing 
Uh, just want to say thanks. This was, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the other folks' uh, Toy Origin show, so I thought it was going to be uh, like pretty focused on Transformers, but this was, it was nice to kind of expand things and, and talk a little bit about just toys in general. So uh, really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me on, and uh, really uh, thanks for, uh, you know, doing this for us. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. This uh, this show when we debuted it in two thousand nine, it was originally Transformers Toycast, and the sole thing was Transformers toys. And a few years went by in twenty, I believe it was twenty eleven. Optimus Scourge, uh, Gary uh, Gary Clark, he passed away. And he, along with Proto Man, along with a couple other buddies of mine, we started this show. And it's like, dude died. I don't know if I like. I kept the show going up until 2014, and I'm just like, nope, I'm done. I was, I had already sold all my Transformers toys. I, I was out of everything. And three year, two, three years ago, whatever the hell 2021 was. Uh, my buddy Josh said, hey, I have an idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I have built-in audience already. They may be, you know, a little cobwebby and dusty, but, you know, I can dust this off and we can – it's it's already built. No, no work of needing to start a new show. We can just bring back the old one. So mm-hmm. consolidation, folks, that's the name of the game. All right. Thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple, Google Podcasts, leave us reviews, please. And Spotify has star ratings. I like Spotify as a as a as a listening platform but i don't understand why they have star ratings for podcasts but no actual review says is what it is follow us on twitter at geekcast radio for the network at tf toycast for the show i am at tf2 and mike i know the show has a twitter but did you want to give out your twitter at all uh sure i am at cp shelton on twitter uh, I don't post a whole lot, but uh, you can find me there and send the message if you want. <laughs> Billionaires. <laughs> Gotta hate them. Oh, boy. It was a cesspool in 2014. A billionaire buying it isn't going to make it any worse. <laughs> Become a fan on Facebook at facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well as Transmissions. Next time on ToyCast, I believe we're going to have Robo Apollo. She is going to do her ToyCast origins. So for now, I am TFG on mic with... Big C. Charles, a.k.a. Big C from Transmissions. Join us next time and we'll be talking more toys here on ToyCast. To all one. Yay. <laughs> all right. Give me a second. What are you laughing at now? Okay, you can go look at that stupid link. Oh, God. I, I don't understand why. Why? It makes no sense. No, it yeah. It really that's, makes. That's really, oh. that's really out. I mean, I don't expect him to get. I mean, he's not going to get $3,500 for that. <laughs> he's not going to get $500, maybe $500 for that. But I don't understand that. Why throw away your life so recklessly? 
Yeah, I just yeah, like a sucker. I just played with my toys. Uh, terrible. I know. 